West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads take me home to the place. listening to TV on the radio here on BFF.FM. I'm Jessica and chained to the floor next to me <laughs> to help me work through my issues is Leah. Good morning, Leah. How does that make you feel, Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Um, it makes me feel safe. Bad. <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel bad. bad. Um, you frequently say uh, men will do blank before getting therapy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Be and, careful what you wish for, it yeah. turns out. Yep. Um, today we are talking about the Hulu FX show, The Patient, which is about a man seeking out therapy. Mm-hmm. And I commend him for it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this got made based, <laughs> based on that. How any executive greenlit that. I mean, I guess it's, you know, close to science fiction. So <laughs> may as well. Uh, this show <laughs> follows a troubled young man sure. who um, 
wants to control his compulsion to murder anyone who looks at him the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And uh, deeply relatable, by the way. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to get into like, I don't know. I was, I'm really curious what you think about this show. Cause as I was watching it, I kept thinking about like the idea of a man who thinks he's justified in killing someone because he was like spoken down to at work or condescended to. And it's mm-hmm. just like, buddy, try being a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, this show stars Steve Carell and Donald? Donald. Don- Donald. Donald Gleason. Yeah. Donald, just like D-O-N-A-L. Yeah. I've had no idea. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here to, <laughs> to consult Gleason. on Irishness. Mm-hmm. Um, Son of Brendan Gleeson. I did know that. Okay. Well, I learned that yesterday on Wikipedia. Oh. Okay. Um, but yeah, a whole ginger acting family. Uh, we're showcasing all the Gleesons. Brian Gleeson was in Bad Sisters last week, and he is he was? Donald Gleeson. Wait, which one was he? He's the insurance brother, the redhead. Oh, shit. He is Donald Gleeson's brother, Brendan Gleeson's son. Wowie. Okay. Well, esteemed uh, Irish acting family, the Gleason. Yeah. <laughs> I was calling this murder month, but I guess it's a it's Gleason month. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I don't know. Yeah, what did you think? Did I did I lay out the premise well enough? Did I yeah, sum yeah, it up? yeah. Um, okay. Well, so he seeks out therapy. Therapy. Yeah. Donald Gleason played uh, plays Sam, a serial killer. Um, his therapist is Steve Carell. And when he's, I guess, not really getting anywhere, he decides to abduct and hold his therapist captive until yeah. he can solve his problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think about the show? I don't really know what to make of this, <laughs> show, this show, to be honest. It's extremely compelling. I'm definitely all in. We should say, um, as of the airing of our show, there is one episode yes. remaining of The Patient, which, which I, don't I didn't think either of us knew going I didn't know. And when I finished either. episode nine I and saw that I couldn't watch episode 10, I literally screamed. Yeah. I know people always <laughs> exaggerate about screaming on the internet, but I actually screamed. Um, yeah. Uh, I feel like this show, as I said, it's extremely compelling. It's amazingly acted. Yes. Both... Um, both roles are thoroughly inhabited mm-hmm. by both of these men. Um, and <clears throat> excuse me, and it's by the team who created The Americans, mm-hmm. um, a prestige show which uh, ran for many years and was also amazing. I don't ultimately know what this show is supposed to be a meditation on. Um, and maybe that will be helped by seeing the last <laughs> episode. Um, but I am definitely compelled by it. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, uh, I'm just warning you now, every episode's a bottle episode, guys. <laughs> they all take place. <laughs> they all take place in Donald Gleason's basement. His mom's basement, actually, not mm-hmm. his basement. Um, but it is definitely interesting. It's a crazy show to watch at this time. Um, Steve Carell's character is Jewish and... It's insane to watch people grasp, grapple with their Jewishness during a time when literal hate speech is being flown on freeways in L.A. at the moment, um, saying that Kanye was right about the Jews. And uh, I'm not defending Kanye, but what did he say? All I heard was that he was coming for he was going to go death con three on them, which three. That, the not case. a thing. Also, also, does that mean? He the said that he can't be con or racist the- <laughs> against Jews because black people are. I I don't know, but it's okay. 
extremely anti-Semitic and it has led to a rise in these like blatant yes. anti-Semitism like demonstrations mm-hmm. that it's strange to be watching a show with somebody grappling with their Jewishness yeah. at the same time. Um, yeah, the show, it, it does a lot. Like there's the, there's the relationship between mm-hmm. Alan and Sam mm-hmm. and there Dr. are- Strauss. Dr. Strauss. Excuse you. <laughs> He's Alan to me. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, it's a valuable insight into. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we see, so he, Dr. Strauss is trapped in this basement sure. and he has all these visions of the Holocaust and mm-hmm. we, it also flashes back to his life before he recently lost his wife and has had a falling out with his son who. Has become an Orthodox yes. Jew. Um, and so they have a lot of tension about their relationship to God and to Judaism. And um, yeah, I can't, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect from this show, but there, it's got a lot going on. And I told you that I was having trouble sort of uh, articulating my thoughts about it, partly because the show's not over. I'm mm-hmm. very curious about how it's going to end. And I made the mistake of going down a Reddit rabbit hole. <laughs> and instead of, you know, Never. thinking about the, you know, <laughs> the themes of like fa- fathers and their sons or, mm-hmm. you know, Freudian psychoanalysis and all of that. I'm just, you know, covered the walls in red string. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you are now going straight to therapy after this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what I was going to say about that. Yeah, I think um, one of the things I actually did expect from the show is one of the things that I'm sort of struggling with is that um, obviously Alan, Dr. Strauss, is fighting for his life when mm-hmm. you're in somebody's basement being held captive to fix somebody's compulsions to murder someone unsuccessfully, by the way, this this show, our show is going to contain spoilers for the patient. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you are, uh, he says, you know, this like is not a good, like this, this setup is not conducive to therapy. There's yeah. not like mutual trust. And yeah. so um, obviously he is completely fighting for his life, but he is also truly trying to therapize Sam. Yeah. And, I think that juxtaposition is interesting with somebody who is so entwined with their job that they can't, you you know, that like, it's obviously like that is what he reverts to because that is something that he is, he's, they've established that he is a very highly regarded, well-renowned therapist who has written many books Mm -hmm. on different, we don't actually know what his books are about, right? But compulsions seems to be a theme. Um, But um it's interesting, you know, to have somebody revert to what they're good at. Like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it might have been more effective if if this had been in the vein of like the bear. And then like you just have somebody making you sandwiches when you need them. That's a little easier to deal with. Like, I love the idea of to trying to somebody. cure your <laughs> sociopathic tendencies by kidnapping a sandwich artist. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, no, I I'm actually saying, love that idea and I might try it. <laughs> if you have a problem that you're trying to address, uh, your therapist may not be the per you know, like, I don't know, like, kidnap a stylist and like, or, you know, these, <laughs> these type of, 
these type of problems. Mm -hmm. It seems like they're, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying that like a therapist is maybe that's not really the quick fix that you're looking for by kidnapping somebody. And I mean, obviously, the stakes are extremely high. We all know that Alan does not walk out of this unless one of them dies. You right? think so? Yeah, one of them has to die. Yeah. Or, I mean, or Sam is taken off the board by being arrested, but what the fuck's that going to do? Yeah, yeah. Um, but either way, I mean, he's not walking out of it. It is these two people against each other. Yeah. Like, there's no way that Sam can just be like, or, yeah, Sam can just be like, okay, you fixed me, great. Sure. Go back to your life now and let's forget this ever happened. <laughs> like, P-I-D-H. Um, and I'm fixed. Although right. maybe truly fixing somebody who has a compulsion and has killed several people maybe that's enough of a pass to maybe you just go on the book tour maybe it's then just like the TEDx <laughs> tour with Sam and Dr. Strauss yeah. <laughs> Sam and Dr. Strauss that would be a, an unexpected mm -hmm. ending um yeah I guess what the beauty of the show is that he is compelled to truly try to help this yeah. man who you know in in another setting might be written off as a lost cause or you know yeah kind of hopeless um so to see him do the work of trying to make this you know violent kind of overgrown teenager understand empathy mm -hmm. and to try to put himself in the shoes of the people he's hurting and um i and to see sam i don't i don't know if we've seen him have a breakthrough but he is like trying to meditate on empathy mm -hmm. and trying to, you know, execute it in these weird ways. And, um, yeah, it's kind of beautiful to watch. And I think you're right. I think Sam probably does have to die. And I feel like that'll be the, this, the sadness of the show is seeing this man, like, finally try to understand other people and stop killing them. Yeah, and also <laughs> and the... that'll be when he dies. Truly, and the empathy of... Um, Develop. I mean, there's a line where he says, like, we've developed a relationship and I've come to care for you. And you mm -hmm. you never know if any of this is actually just like yeah. therapy speak or if this is truly how Alan feels about anything. Or he's just saying what he's he just to say trying to stay, to stay alive. alive. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, you, so you don't know any of that. But I mean, that situation is that that is the reality of where they are. They are now in a shared reality where it's just the two of them, well, and Candace. Candace. <laughs> and Candace. <laughs> and also that Sam's mom lives up there and knows what's going on yeah. was very funny. And has urged him to go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to stay in therapy. Um, <laughs> but I mean, also the desperation of like, what else are you going to do at that point? Yeah. You know, um, there's a harrowing scene where, Sam does kidnap the person that has driven him to go to see Dr. Strauss, um, who's just a guy who works at a restaurant. Mm. Um, he kidnaps this kid and takes him to the house and then ends up killing him. And there's a harrowing scene where you see, so Dr. Strauss witnesses the murder. Candace is laying upstairs in bed listening to mm. this murder happen. And it's just, yeah, it's pretty heavy. It's truly harrowing. Yeah. And yeah, it's a harrowing show. It's funny because it's a half-hour format, which typically... The first episode is 21 minutes. Yeah. I was like, that's it? Like, it's very tight, as yeah. they say. It's, it's, I feel like it's just a, I don't know, uh, 
an anomaly of the genre because yeah. usually half hour shows are comedies <laughs> or you know even if it's something dark like Barry it is funny and yeah. this show is occasionally funny but maybe like one laugh an episode yeah um yeah it's a weird category but anyway um but do you think you could watch an hour of this I mean probably I think the th- I mean I think it's it's very well done I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't change it but I I could watch an hour version I think the, the thing I was saying earlier, kind of one of the things that you said you didn't know what to expect or how to categorize it. And one of the things that I have had a hard time with is like expecting more actual therapy. Like if yeah. you're going to kidnap your therapist, uh, maybe like more than one 15 minute session a day is, <laughs> is called for you know if you're going to do some intensive therapy you really have to commit to the process and I think that's where yeah. Sam is you know really not making the most of this time yeah it doesn't have a lot of that and I feel it could have been a different show it would have been a lot harder to write in yeah and know, it would have been more, ridiculous that guess, somebody yeah. has this ability to I mean yeah I think that the the reality of this show is that how do you perform this when the stakes are this high? Like, you know, how how do you try to therapize someone <laughs> into not killing people? Well, you have to go into your mind palace or you, you talk to, to your own your therapist. Yeah, um, your own dead therapist. Yeah, we see Alan retreating. I, his sort of, I guess, interior monologue mm-hmm. is articulated through him imagining his own sessions with his deceased therapist. Um, David Alan Greer. David Alan Greer who's great in this role. Uh, I think he's known only as Charlie. I, yeah. I apologize to Charlie for not knowing. <laughs> to, Dr. <Charlie>. <laughs> to Dr. Charlie. To Dr. Charlie. sounds like a chiropractor when yeah. you put it that way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think one of the best parts of the show is seeing him work through not just his current predicament, yeah. but also his falling out with his son mm-hmm. after his wife died um, and having his own breakthrough. And I think quite an unlikely setting about his relationship to Sam and how he's treated Sam with more empathy than he's treated his own son. Yeah. And who has committed no crime other than following his dream to be an Orthodox Jew. <laughs> following his dream. <laughs> his, or his calling. Who knows? Yeah, clearly. To be an Orthodox Jew. But um, Dr. Strauss sort of, I don't know if he says it, but kind of blames his son's wife for, you know. Blames his his, his, Ezra, his, his son, married yeah. into an Orthodox oh, yeah, family, yeah, yeah. which presumably was the impetus of his conversion. Um, but yeah, he has this sort of moment where he realizes that he felt actual contempt for his own son. Yeah. And that he, Ezra, his son, must have felt that. And that, you know, he's always thought his son was the hard-headed one who mm-hmm. couldn't see anything from anyone else's perspective. And he realized that it's actually that's him. Yeah. And... I was like, wow, you're going to have to thank Sam for this breakthrough. Yes. <laughs> Would you have spent all this time meditating on the, your relationship if you weren't locked in a basement somewhere? No. No, you wouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, it's like the life and death stakes. It's also the the very real transformation of power over the course of the show where you see Sam obviously retains all the power but he's coming to this person for guidance Mm -hmm. and trusting him as somebody who can help him through this spoiler he kills someone um (laughs) i already said that so it's not not a spoiler but um and then you see so 
it's kind of for Alan, it's this journey of like being this very passive, feeling completely powerless in this situation to then trying all these things to realize he has power, including talking to Charlie, which doesn't happen right away. You yeah. know, it's um, a gradual thing. And you see his narrative shift, too, in relation to, like, he has these very violent fantasies of killing Sam. Mm -hmm. And then it's just, and he's extremely passive in the beginning. And then you see as the show goes on, like, Dr. Strauss becoming less passive and, like, driving the narrative more yeah. and, like, actually moving Sam around and making him do things. Mm -hmm. um, none of them effective And sharpening far. his... Uh <laughs> foot cream yes. tube into a shiv. Which he... my husband has a real problem with. He's like, that's just going to crumple. It's not going to do anything. And I'm like, I think it's more of a slash type yeah. thing. You're not trying to like... Not going to stab him through the heart. It's yeah. to try to slash his jugular. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. yeah I mean, I don't know if that would the foot work. Cream, but... I mean, ooh, foot cream. <laughs> Dying by foot cream is my... One of my many nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to do with anyone's feet. No, um, thank you. Do you think that there's hope for Sam? I mean, uh, I feel like narratively, you're right. He does have to die. But I think I think the interesting thing about this show is that it is trying these things so hard. And for me, I think this one of the things that we talked about with Jeffrey Dahmer was like the actual existence of like evil do you think mm -hmm. something like jeffrey what jeffrey dahmer perpetrated is evil and of course it's evil in the sense of like morally heinous yes it is evil but do you think that jeffrey dahmer had a realization or a drive to commit atrocities or do you think that there was something else going on with jeffrey dahmer and i very much feel like there is something else going on with sam i'm like mm -hmm. is his six minute peeing scenes really just going to be some like he has too much protein in his like, <laughs> urine and it's like this is giving him brain worms or whatever <laughs> like or he's missing his frontal lobe or you know whatever uh -huh. the like Talking to somebody, I think the thing about all this is like talking to somebody about developing empathy and them having a logical understanding of it versus being able to have a core that feels that is or can process that on. a. I mean, it's to me, it's clear that sound is different than other people. Yeah. But like it's there's some chip missing in sound. But like so you think there would be. What is the difference between like, I don't know, having a, a mental issue or um, having survived abuse, which Sam says he yeah. does. I feel like there are some questions about yeah. his backstory, but he says his father was brutally abusive mm -hmm. to him. Um, and presumably that is related to how he turned out. Um, but like, what's the difference between that and having a physiological issue, like an actual physical thing wrong with your brain or <laughs> drinking I mean, too much Dunkin' Donuts coffee causing <laughs> psychosis? Yeah, we should talk about the Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Well, we are coffee, going to talk the about third character in the show. That, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think that so Sam describes all this as a compulsion that mm -hmm. he is trying to get past that he doesn't. He's like, you don't know how this feels. Mm -hmm. And. As somebody who bought three packs of caramel apple cups at Whole Foods last week and 
it's down to my last two caramel apple cups. Um, I <laughs> I understand compulsions. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that the yeah, I mean that was one of the the kind of the issues that I had with it. So Sam eventually like builds up to the point where he has to kill this person, Elias, this guy who works at the restaurant who sought him to seek therapy in the first place, mm-hmm. or in whatever purpose. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, but he kills this guy. And then as a therapist, and again, I'm not a therapist, guys. Don't know if you, <laughs> if you figured that out by now. But um, I I feel like as a therapist, as somebody who's curious about, like, people's internal processes, like, the first question you ask is, like, so now that you have acted out this compulsion, how do you feel? Uh-huh. Like, that's never addressed. It's just like. I guess so, yeah. Like, he never actually says, like, so now that you've done that, like, so you've essentially, like, sated this compulsion this time, right? Mm-hmm. But then I we do. It's the classic, like, serial killer trope of we see things escalate where, like, he has to, like, the time between killing people gets shorter and uh-huh. he has to kill somebody straight away after that. And um, all of that. I just. Well, but they do, he, I mean, this is the brilliance of the show, I think. Uh, Dr. Strauss does ask him to consider the next steps. Like, he, his MO typically is, I think, hiding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should place the body somewhere where. But yeah, so he's going to bury this body underneath the the house. Mm -hmm. Um, But Dr. Strauss tells him, think about this man's parents, you know, and them never getting closure on what happened to their son. And so he convinces Sam temporarily, spoilers, to dump the body so that at least his parents will know. They'll find him and know, and, yeah. And, um, but he frames it as an exercise in empathy. Like, think about this person's mm-hmm. parents and his whole life that he had. Um, and so that works as both, like, continuing Sam's therapeutic journey, even mm-hmm. with this, you know, setback, if you want to call <laughs> it that. <laughs> Some but it also works. He <laughs> then tries to stuff a note into the guy's mouth mm-hmm. so that when he's found, that it'll lead back to uh, finding Sam and Doctor Strauss. And uh, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, you were saying like, what's the difference between somebody feeling empathy and somebody um, being told to feel empathy and like being taught? That? Yeah. Um, and I think if they stop murdering people, no difference. But. Um, well, I guess this show gives us the space to, like, do an interesting thought exercise, yeah. which is, like, can you come back from having taken a life? You know, mm-hmm. is there is there still a path forward for you from, you know, not just having taken a life, but also not feeling anything about it, mm-hmm. um, not feeling empathy? Like, uh, you know, it's we can't really do that when we talk about someone like Jeffrey Dahmer, because that's a real person who really destroyed many, many lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sam's fictional, so we can consider it, I guess. Um, and I, So we can buy tickets for his TED Talk. That <laughs> <laughs> how therapy saved his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I, I just like the idea of being forced to consider how to help someone like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I don't know. I find myself really trying to figure Sam out like he's some sort of yeah. puzzle. And I I don't know that that's the point of the show, um, but I I don't know. I enjoy it. I want to I want to understand his backstory. I want to I want to know if he you know 
makes any progress towards yeah. stopping his compulsion. Um, and I think another interesting element of the show is, uh, you know, as Alan is trapped here, he's considering his relationship to his son and his relationship to his religion. And mm-hmm. we see him um, not really intend to, but he is teaching Sam about the Kaddish, mm-hmm. which is like a prayer of mourning for the dead. And he wants to say it for his own wife and Sam, um, <laughs> but he can't remember all the words. So Sam buys a printer and yeah. <laughs> prints it out for him. Yeah. And um, yeah, I enjoy Do- Dr. Strauss says thank you and mm-hmm. reinforces like that's a that's an empathetic thing yeah. you did. <laughs> yeah, that's recognizing a need in somebody else. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then later Sam murders someone else and we see him uh, about Whoops. to walk away. <laughs> uh, but then he comes back and recites the Kaddish himself, which mm-hmm. I I don't think that's how it's supposed to work. But no. <laughs> I think it's interesting that like he is trying to take on these tools that are yeah. just sort of religious rituals, rituals and meaningless yeah. to him, but trying to use them to implement like a change in his mm-hmm. his thinking. And I th- think there's sort of a beautiful irony to Dr. Strauss having fallen out with his son over being too religious mm-hmm. and having given this psychopath this sort of like religious ritual with which to sort of reframe his his thinking about other people and I don't know I mean I think it's kind of beautiful because it I mean as a non-religious person I think these rituals are both meaningless mm-hmm. to me someone who doesn't believe in God but also sort of beautiful yeah I'm very moved by yeah like, you know church services and mm-hmm. like every time I walk by people chanting like Hare Krishna chant I tear up for some reason <laughs> I don't know why I just find this sort of like um like repetitive like way of uh, yeah I don't I don't actually don't really know where I'm going with that yeah because there's there's something like beautiful about ritual ritual like shaping your life and your relationship to morality I guess yeah Um, very much so yeah there's something extremely comforting about rituals and having uh I think that's kind of one of the things is that Sam is somebody who feels apart from the world and doesn't know how to move through the world and then having rituals in place for like when somebody dies, you say the Kaddish every night for a year, which I didn't know anything about that, but I do think that's really beautiful mm-hmm. just to, you know, keep someone, you remember someone. Um, and yeah, I think like giving people a roadmap for how to go through the world mm-hmm. is something that we all could benefit from. Yeah. And isn't <laughs> that what therapy is about? Like yeah. giving you tools to change your behavior? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, I also, I think... We talked about this earlier. Both of these actors are outstanding in this, but mm. I googled "Is Steve Carell Jewish?" because oh yeah, I fully buy Steve Carell as like an avuncular Jewish therapist guy. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Steve Carell is really outstanding in this. He is. Is he uh, Jewish? No, he is not Jewish. Okay. He is not, so. which I was uh, floored by because you know people are always asking. Like, oh, how was it working on the accent or whatever? Like, how the fuck is it learning, like, a Jewish prayer? Like, you know, that's he, tough. Like any of your other lines. <laughs> I guess I phonetically know, in this case. I, I don't know. Peter Laurie used to learn his lines phonetically before he spoke English. So <laughs> I think I mean, Steve Carell could learn two lines of the Kaddish. <laughs> selling Judaism is... He really, really sold <laughs> it for me. not the part of his performance that popped for me. But. Okay. All right. <laughs> 
The sweater, too. Like, can we talk about the sweater I love for the a moment? Love the sweater. And Steve oh, yeah. Carell with a beard. Just yeah, he looks really, great. He looks great. Good for <laughs> Steve Carell. Um, yeah, uh, speaking of that, I feel as someone, yeah, who, who is not Jewish or religious at all, I feel like this show could have given. I hate it when shows treat me like a moron and give way too much exposition for everything that's going on. But this show, I was like, wait, what? Like, yeah. With some of the Jewish stuff, I was just very confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Explain it to me like I grew up in a waspy California suburb with <laughs> no Jewish people. <laughs> yeah. um, and so why does Sam, why was he specifically seeking out a Jewish therapist? He says to Dr. Strauss, like, I saw like three different Jewish therapists before I picked you. You're the best. Yeah, I don't know. Mystified. I yeah. There's no explanation. We'll. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there are so many things in this. Maybe show, that right? will be revealed in episode. Well, 10. really, like <laughs> yeah. I, there is a stereotype about Jews and therapy, and like uh-huh. many therapists are Jewish, but I don't understand why he would have actually said that. Like, does he just think like Jews are the best therapists? Even then, like, why say it? Yeah. <laughs> it just felt like such an odd, odd line to me. I wonder if yeah. it's going to pay off somehow. But there are a lot of things that need to pay off in the single episode remaining. Um, one of which is the laser focus on the extra large Dunkin' Donuts coffee that Sam is always <laughs> drinking. Which yeah. maybe I could have written it off as product placement. But there were at least two scenes where we see him throw the cup in the trash and it focuses on the trash. Mm-hmm. And then take like a three minute long piss. Mm-hmm. That has to pay off. There's a reason. Yeah, that there that's is been definitely the something <laughs> to the extreme urination. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, any predictions? No, I mean I don't know. That's the thing. I I do think. I mean I think this this show comes down to Sam and Doctor Strauss. One of them is making it out of that basement, um, and I think it. Yeah, I mean, this the show touches on so many things that are, like, central to just existence. And, um, yeah, it's it's just about, I don't know. I mean, I think it'll be interesting if the show makes a morality call about Sam because it's been very non-judgmental about Sam <laughs> thus far. It's been just presenting Sam as somebody who is, you know, I think that the show is like morally neutral about like who deserves to get out of that room. And I think that that's interesting. Yeah. Like you don't often see like there is no clear you do root not root for Sam. <laughs> Go Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but you do see the humanity in yeah. Sam. And you do see like, as I said, this person adrift in the world who doesn't mm-hmm. know how to be, who has like turned these compulsions into a string of murders yeah um, it helps that he is like a teenager he yeah and, like i do buy that he is in some sort of psychological pain yeah um i appreciate that he wants to stop killing people yeah, sure admitting you i have mean a the problem first step. is the first yeah. step <laughs> what, what um but yeah he does he really reads like a a teen boy he's full of rage um at one point dr strauss suggests that he try to move forward by learning to form meaningful relationships um they get into a whole thing with victor frankel and Mm -hmm. man's search for meaning and how um the central the central thing that compels you in life is finding meaning and so (laughs) they decide to invite his ex-wife over for brunch yeah and uh doesn't go great (laughs) 
<laughs> doesn't go it doesn't go great but we see him like coaching him on such basic things like yeah. ask her how how work is going ask her about herself and it seems like it's physically painful for him to yeah to do that and uh yeah he's just such he's so socially inept mm-hmm. and um yeah i don't know i feel like we all know people like that and they're not uh we're just serial lucky we killers. haven't been murdered yet yeah. <laughs> no no it's just like you do want it's like so many people's lives i mean particularly young men's their lives are bad because they're they just are isolated and poorly socialized mm-hmm. and, you know that can i feel like there is an allegory here for maybe not incels but like uh yeah isolated angry young men who yeah. don't realize that their problems aren't you know their their rage is misdirected you know yeah. you could just you know comb your hair and ask other people about themselves and the conversation will be rolling after that yeah. you know? <laughs> it's not that hard yeah well it's interesting too because as i said i feel like the show is kind of like morally neutral about it because it also does show dr strauss reckoning with like his own failures which are kind mm-hmm. of like his one of the things that's interesting is you see when his son tells his parents that he's becoming an Orthodox Jew, that his his wife throws a cake at the wall. Like, mm-hmm. there's a scene where she is, like, filled with rage about this, and, like, you see her rail against it. And Steve Carell is constantly, like, the reassuring therapist who's like, I tried to help her work through it. And you see that it's actually his rage and his contempt mm-hmm. that he, is something that he has never expressed. And his rage then diverted into, like, contempt for his son. Mm-hmm. Like, that sublimated, you know, you see this guy also, like, not connecting with people in his life, even though he has all the tools to do it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think ultimately it's probably a story about rage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, truly, I, I do think that's what it is. Like, he has rage about his wife dying, his rage about his son. Mm-hmm. Like, his, you see his son also realize, like, how hard how like hard-headed he has been that yeah. he has not extended and like how fucking relatable is that to all of us like yeah. we all have relationships in our lives where we're like i didn't budge and like i hope that it doesn't take being chained in a basement to you know <laughs> <laughs> like being faced with the very real possibility that you don't get resolution mm-hmm. um yeah I don't know. I, it's really interesting and it's very well done and it brings up a lot of like really, really deep things that I don't know they can resolve in 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, I don't think everything will be resolved. There's not. And yeah. There's there probably yeah. how it should be. You know, yeah. I it's yeah. We see a lot of Dr. Strauss working through his feelings about his son and um, and just talking about all the example, all the examples of him being ungrateful and self-centered yeah. and how angry that made him. Um, and then there's a scene where we see his son going around the neighborhood putting up missing mm-hmm. persons flyers and that um, that really made me tear up. And uh, But yeah, getting back to the Jewish stuff, there is a scene after that where Ezra, the son, goes to the kosher deli and buys candy mm-hmm. and then goes home to his family and puts the candy on the dinner table and his oldest son is distraught yes. for some reason. <laughs> I was mystified by that. I don't know if something went over my head, but now my browser search history has things like, do Jews eat candy? <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for that. <laughs> okay. There's going to be a banner over the side of the 680 <laughs> freeway today, guys. 
too juicy candy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, someone answer me. <laughs> if you have any intel, feel free to tweet at us. We're at BFF TV on the radio. We'd love to hear your thoughts yes, about um, the juice. kosher juice. <laughs> no, um, I think, I don't know. I don't know if that relates back to the scene of... Um, uh, Dr. Strauss has a son and a daughter and you see them all having dinner at their house and his wife is giving the daughter's kids giant bowls of ice mm-hmm. cream in front of like the Orthodox kids who can't, you know, right. don't eat that. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, don't I was know just, why I anyone's distraught about any of that. Yeah, the son went upstairs to his room and then his father sat down mm-hmm. next to him wordlessly, but yeah. it seemed like in a comforting way and i just didn't i didn't understand maybe that will come up <laughs> in the last episode it'll be all about his son's relationship the kosher candy. candy is actually what sam uses to set <laughs> like or dr strauss sets a trail of kosher candy from the basement and that's how he's found i don't <laughs> i don't know um there's also a whole thing with food like sam brings yeah. home different takeout every night yeah. he's very passionate about the uh the Southeast Asian restaurants throughout He's this a community. Food safety inspector. Yes. He's a restaurant inspector. Um yeah, and that felt to be early on it felt like that has to have some sort of payoff. Like why are they spending so much time talking about the fish sauce at this Thai restaurant or whatever? It's um Yeah, because yeah. I think that's I don't know, like is that the metaphor of like the only nourishment he gets in his life is like this, you know, food. Pad thai. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this amazing, these moussaka dumplings. That sounded outstanding. <laughs> now Pirellius is dead. I wasn't moved by the description Pirellius of the Petrachi. Chinese-Greek fusion. That doesn't appeal great to me. To me. But I would I eat a moussaka convinced. dumpling yeah. <laughs> for sure. No doubt. Um, yeah, what else? I don't uh, know. I think it's worth a watch. It's very oh, yeah, compelling. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I... <laughs> My husband started watching it and he's like, he wasn't into it. And so then when I started watching it without him, he's like, this is the part where I stopped watching. It was 45 seconds into the show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. He's a real. There's power in knowing what's for you and what's not for you. You know, I I appreciate the ability to make decisions. Yeah. Um, Do you think that like the Kenny Chesney angle is going to play into it somehow sam is an obsessive kenny chesney fan. sure hashtag no shoes nation Ugh. again no, thank you. <laughs> he is on like the online like kenny what do you chesney think what do we make of that actually with no shoes nation and then the foot cream being <gasps> takes him down and <gasps> also alan almost never takes his shoes off mm-hmm. except to put his foot cream on we see him mm-hmm. sleeping on top of the covers with shoes on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that well 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 fascinating <laughs> connection yeah um no, I don't know. I mean, I think I kind of took the Kenny Chesney thing as like, again, like a ritual, like that's a, mm-hmm. you know, community that you're part of and like man search for meaning. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Kenny Chesney concerts. I mean, maybe it explains a lot about why you can't connect with other people. Well, there, there's the rest of there's no a nation. nation. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I didn't go too far down the rabbit hole in this because I didn't want to have to listen to any Kenny Chesney. Sure. But just the yeah. songs they played in the show, they're all about like, they're all about nostalgia. Like yeah. a yearning for a more innocent time mm-hmm. and, you know, football games and picnics and whatnot. And Yeah. Um, 
What is your prediction with regards to, you said that you went down a Reddit rabbit hole and there's much being made about the fact that he, is that a tornado siren? (laughs) (laughs) About um, the fact that. That is a weird siren. It's all predicated on. this building is not on fire. (laughs) All predicated on his um, father um, abusing him. Mm -hmm. And there's much being made online about the fact that that may not be the case. Yeah, so he comes in. That's the first thing he talks about is having an abusive father. But then every time, the shit out of him. yeah, every time Doctor Strauss asks him to get more specific, he's either evasive or mm-hmm. he doesn't want to elaborate. And there's some weird stuff with his mom. Like, presumably, he would have some sort of resentment, acknowledged or otherwise, for his mom who didn't stop the abuse or you know mm-hmm. save him somehow. Um, yeah, so everyone thinks that there's going to be a reveal. The episode nine spoilers ends with him deciding that he's going to kill his father. That like that's his breakthrough. Yeah. Every time he murders someone, he actually wants to murder his father. So he's just going to go kill his father. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, everyone thinks that we're going to find out something like he he ha- he's misrepresenting the abuse or misremembering it. People yeah. think that his mom's at the actual yeah. abuser. Yeah, I mean, that's, with Cand- that's a fucking classic. I was like, that's, yep, it's always the mom. Like, he says that in episode three. Like, this mm-hmm. is part of the reason why I didn't want to go to therapy or I didn't. He had told Dr. Strauss that his parents were dead because mm-hmm. he said it's always the mom and my relationship with my mom is fine. And it's clearly not. Like, there's a weird porn search thing where it's about like oh yeah and moms and um yeah and he's living with his mom who is allowing this to go on and yeah i mean i think yeah a lot of this show is about stories we tell ourselves and Mm -hmm. i mean that's the key you know if that's been your narrative all your life it's the same thing about like he told himself this story about this kid at the restaurant who was arrogant and like looked at him like he understood the way the world worked and um sam doesn't and then you meet this kid and he's just a kid like he's Mm -hmm. just a fucking average guy and like i i have some problems with the fact that he murdered his boss like next to a dumpster behind a fucking restaurant are you telling me there's not 75 cameras trained on like this entire area that they wouldn't have this solved two minutes after like this crime happened yeah um but again it's not it's it's more a metaphysical show than a real, you know, I don't think it's a police procedural. I'm not expecting Olivia Benson to pop in at any point. Where do you think this show takes place, by the way? I I don't know. I think he said something about where he's seen some Kenny Chesney concerts, and it sounds like it's maybe like in the Chicago suburbs. Oh, really? I was thinking Pacific Northwest. Oh, interesting. Yeah. No, because there was Oh, that's be right, because he said he went to Kansas and he went to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty ambiguous, but it's like it doesn't feel like a big city, but mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot of um, good restaurants. Milwaukee, <laughs> maybe Milwaukee, <laughs> Milwaukee, and there's an Orthodox Jewish community. So, yeah, I'm thinking Chicago-ish. Okay. Um, yeah, there's also we find out that Sam was married once, and we meet his ex-wife, Mary. Mary. What's her deal? <laughs> she's an odd bird. Yeah, she's they an odd bird. They have a a child that they quote unquote adopted, a, a kid From Bangladesh. in Bangladesh yeah. that they're sponsoring, which that's nice, I guess, but sure. kind of strange. 
And then there's much made of her um, giving him back his lazy boy. And I feel like that fucking lazy boy has to, it either means something or. The lazy boy contains the bones of his father that oh. his, <laughs> his mother like murdered years ago. Uh, he does say it's his father's chair. Oh, he does? Yeah. I missed that part. Yeah, yeah. He okay. said that at the brunch that it was his father's chair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, this show took me all, all kinds of yeah. places. I started reading Freud's like Wikipedia page for some reason. It's like maybe the lazy boy's not just now. a lazy boy. Lazy boy. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good too. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get all into psychology after this show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I will stop short of going to actual therapy. Oh hell no! <laughs> You'd have to lock me seek, in a fucking basement. I'll seek no counsel. And even for many of my problems, <laughs> no, thank you. It's not for me. Uh, yeah, and then there's another weird part where this isn't working for Sam. He's still killing people despite mm-hmm. um, engaging in therapy. And not in quite good faith, I don't think. But he goes to <laughs> sure. see his old school... High school counselor. High school counselor, mm-hmm. who I didn't know high school counselors were like actual clinical therapists. Argument but. with my husband about oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this like assistant... like football coach yeah. who like you know <laughs> stubs in for for like he's gonna take on a client and he was like they're all they have to be licensed therapists and i was like absolutely the fuck not like mm-hmm. the high school counselor is whoever was free that day yeah. <laughs> like, i was shocked i that. would believe that they are licensed I'm sh- therapists I'm sure but i would not sense. believe that they'll take on clients outside of uh of school. former students yeah yeah that seems Strange, but Sam has set up a session with uh, Mr. Buccella, uh-huh. and uh, that uh, that is the ticking time, yeah, on that looming down the, on Alan. Um, but yeah, I wonder what's, I, yeah, I don't know, so, I don't know. When Alan told that story joke, I guess, about the three people who mm-hmm. were asked how they wanted to die, and the Jewish guy said of old age, um, I was like, let it be so, like, that was a spoken invocation, mm-hmm. that was a prayer. Like, that was how I feel Steve Carell's going to go out. Yeah. Steve Carell. <laughs> Steve Carell. I hope Steve Carell and also Dr. Strauss. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait to watch the end of this show. Yeah. Because I need, there's many questions. The 24th is when it airs, guys. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Tuesday. How exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, any other thoughts? about? Oh, yeah. Okay. There's also, when he's in his... You know, Mind Palace, Mind palace mm-hmm, sure. speaking to Charlie. It's always this like CGI mahogany office with yeah. like bookshelves. But then there's one moment when they're talking about Victor Frankel where it's a different <laughs> setting. It looks sort of like a dank dungeon or something. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? I, well, then there's also the like open air, which is it like the hills of West Virginia? Like, I don't Oh, I missed that part. Yeah, there's also like a forest or whatever. I don't know. Is it that he's expanding? I guess if it's in your imagination, you can just see your dead therapist wherever you want. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Backstage at a Harry Styles concert. <laughs> It'd be a little loud, actually. To <laughs> but sure. <laughs> um, yeah. My other prediction is in the first episode, we see uh, Dr. Strauss wake up from a nightmare he had about his dead wife. And mm-hmm. then there's a baby in the bassinet or whatever. And he goes over to look at it, and it's like an alien. I thought it was a dead baby. Maybe it was a dead. I don't I feel know. like it had an alien face. Okay. And I think that was about his alienation from his son. son. Sure. And so I feel like this, maybe this whole thing is just a longer nightmare about, about his alienation would, from his son. And 
he's um, projected Ezra into a, an angry serial killer instead of just a mild-mannered Orthodox Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. My prediction is it's all going to be the mom's fault. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's how it's all going to come down. It's yeah, all, I guess so. If that was invoked fault. at the beginning, it's yeah. always mother's mother's mother. Yep. It's like, you said it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's your mother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Candace and Mary also, like, exchanged a weird look at brunch. They're, you know, Sam is trying and failing to make small talk. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he finally gets the ball rolling, he asks Mary about her job. And, like, they have a sort of shaky but actual conversation going on. He blurts out that his dad used to beat him. And then Mary and Candace kind of give each other a weird look. And that's that's the end of mm-hmm. brunch. And I, I don't know. I feel like we're going to find something out about Mary, too. Sure. <laughs> Sure. Who knows? All right. Well, could go anyway. Highly recommend, though. Yeah, I really enjoyed this show. Yeah, didn't, didn't know what to expect, but it's a uh, still don't. It's a wild ride. <laughs> still don't know what to expect. That alone is worth something in this current, you know, kind of reboot of everything. Yeah, truly. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty pretty original concept. Yeah, recommend. All right. Okay. Well, are you watching anything else? Uh, yeah, I started season three of Love is Blind for my <gasps> sins. Mm-hmm. There's a season three? Oh, there sure is. Jen. What? Yep, there sure is. Oh, my God. I didn't know. There's a ballet dancer named Colleen who <laughs> leads with, I am a ballet dancer. Colleen has, she said that men like her because they're just so excited to meet a ballet dancer. And I'm like, the fuck? No, <laughs> no man in the history of men is excited. Like, that's her it's her six talk about therapy like this is her little six-year-old girl like i want to be a ballerina brain being like people are so excited to meet a ballet dancer and it's like nobody's excited to do that colleen (laughs) and she's dumb as a fucking box of rocks um there's the clear villain is cole and she's Mm -hmm. she says so it's cole (laughs) he asks her how she spells colleen and she says two l's two e's and then she said how do you spell cole and he said c-o-l-e or he said like it's half of my name or Uh whatever her my name's (laughs) half of yours neither of them are a brain trust but (laughs) anyway and then she says how do you spell cole and he says c-o-l-e and she said just making sure it wasn't cole like santa oh my god yeah you gotta gotta get on that That sounds like something i would say on a date probably I'm more like Sam than anyone else. We're, uh, yeah, so season three of Love is Blind. And then yesterday, I, uh, my child and I went to the movies to see. I think it's important to see movies opening weekend. You've got to support small movies. As we learned from Billy Eichner saying, like, opening weekends are important. If you want to see movies like this continue to get made, you got to go see them right when they come out. So we went to see Black Adam yesterday. Oh, did you? <laughs> sure did. That's a kid-friendly movie? Loved it. Did you? Oh, my child turned to me within the first five minutes and said, there's cursing, two thumbs up. And she said, and from a child, no less. So she was all into it. When we left, she said, DC has really stepped up their game. Oh, my God. She's <laughs> yeah. the next Roger Ebert. <laughs> DC has really stepped up their game, guys. All I right. loved it. Well, that's a recommendation for The Patient and for <laughs> Black, Black Adam, Adam starring... Yeah. The Rock. Yep. Glad his career is finally taking off. <laughs> I, uh, like I said, you got to support these people if you want to see them yeah, make anything yeah. else in the future. Yeah, so. I'm sure he appreciates that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, stay tuned for Indie Rock Girl Radio, and we will be 
back next week with more TV on the radio. Thank you, therapists, today, guys. They're really <laughs> doing the Lord's work. <laughs> the girls won't touch me because I've got